the Startup Sensations podcast. First-hand accounts of the real stories behind the successes, challenges, and opportunities of starting and growing a startup company from both sides of the pond. And welcome back to part two of a special bonus episode of the Startup Sensations podcast with me, Belen Tosman. And I'm still here in London at the Excel Centre. And it's day two now of the London Business Show 2023. So stay tuned because I'll be interviewing yet more keynote speakers from the show, the show's organisers, and also a number of exhibitors as well. Okay, well, I'm here now with Daniela from Spotify. Daniela, hello. Hello, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've just sat through your wonderful presentation. So for our listeners, can you introduce yourself and what you do at Spotify? Absolutely. So my name is Daniela Tabor. I'm the head of SMB sales for Western Europe and the Nordics at Spotify. And I've been at the company for close to two years now. So very exciting times, lots of innovation, and particularly on our ads platform. Very exciting to see. Yeah, I was particularly struck by what you were talking about with the Spotify Ads Studio, and it's it's very capable. Uh, Can you just describe the key features of that particular bit of technology? Absolutely. So Ad Studio, as you mentioned, is our self-serve ad manager. It's founded on four guiding principles. One of them is speed, flexibility, and control to get you started ASAP. We obviously know how important it is to be able to reach the right audience. So we offer a lot of first party data which you can leverage to reach the right people at the right time. We offer a completely free um, audio ad creation which you can leverage. And last but not least, real time reporting so you can inform your strategies. What would you say are the key benefits that you offer startup founders today? So for a startup founder, I imagine that overhead costs are very important, very low barriers to entry, very low cost, easy to set up, easy to collaborate with teammates, and real-time reporting, which, as I said, you can leverage to optimize your strategies on the fly. On top of that, we're present in a lot of different markets, and you can have multi-market strategies really like at, at your fingertips. It's been a wonderful day today. What, what's been your experience here at the, the London Business Show? Honestly, just the sheer excitement. All of the companies here present, fantastic products, fantastic services. I loved the engagement of the audience and really lots of great questions. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I also have a question because on our show, we have a lot of female founders that, that, that we interview. And we always ask the question about the challenges that female founders face. Um, what, what's your perspective on that? And, and do you think things are changing for the better? I do think so. Also, I obviously have to believe so. But I, I have been very lucky to encounter a lot of people who have mentored me and supported me throughout my career so far. And just engaging with intelligent people who know that it really doesn't matter what gender you are. It really is about what you can bring to the table. And I firmly believe that. So I don't think that it's a difference between female or male founder. It's the quality of the founder. And we live in a world full of opportunities where good people will support good work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. And if you can leave our listeners with uh, one or two key pieces of advice, may, maybe some tips, what would, you, what would you say to founders today from both sides of the pond? I would say that the most important thing is to believe in the product or service that you're putting out there. If you believe in it, it will come across. And obviously, there are a multitude of platforms that you can engage with to get your brand out there. Spotify is an uncluttered environment that allows your voice to be heard, where people are actually happy they're at their best. So I would hugely recommend, make sure that you get your best voice in the best environment. 
if people want to contact you because they've been inspired by what they've heard, what's the best way for people to contact you? Everyone who wants to contact me, please feel free to do so. I'm on LinkedIn and you can find me under Daniela with one L, Tabor, T-A-B-O-R. So please feel free to reach out. Fantastic. Well, Daniela, thank you again very much for for your time. Thank you. Okay, so I'm here on day two of the London Business Show and I've got the wonderful Holly Sawyer with me. Holly, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, Pleasure to be on the podcast and especially at the show, it's been a real buzz. So super excited, super positive. And uh, you're the marketing manager for this whole event. So tell us about some of the work that goes into this two-day event. Yeah, so obviously uh, it's a pretty big one. So we are the world's biggest B2B event for startups and SMEs. As you can imagine, it takes quite a lot of work. You know, we've got over 750 exhibitors, 30,000 visitors, and uh, 350 seminars, masterclasses, speakers. So in terms of the marketing, although you'd think it's a lot of effort, it really kind of just sells itself. It's built a world-renowned reputation. So it's, it's just basically giving it the space and the publicity that it deserves, to be honest. Obviously, you know, connecting with people through social media means, email, but also just getting that um, sort of graphic content out there as well. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was phenomenal, wasn't it? Uh, how, how did it go from your perspective? To be honest, I don't think we could have really asked for more. Obviously, each show that we do is is always bigger and better than the one before. So there's always that that kind of stress on, on the beginning of day one, like, oh, is there going to be as many as last year? And by lunchtime, I think we'd be in the record for uh, attendees on day one ever before any of our shows. So as soon as it reached that point, it was kind of like, oh, OK, you can relax now. Um, everything went really, really smoothly. All of our keynote theatres were absolutely packed there's just crowds everywhere and I've heard really lovely things from people so I really couldn't ask for more. Your work doesn't stop tomorrow does it? I mean obviously today's the last day you can probably put, put your feet up tomorrow maybe to a level. Uh, what happens after after the show ends? So basically we'll, we'll obviously wrap everything up and it's basically on to the next. We've got shows in Miami in March. We've then got the international franchise show in April. The business show then will return to Los Angeles in September. And then of course we'll be back in the UK in November. Um, so as you can imagine, lots to do, lots of content to share with everyone. Anyone who missed the show will be able to find uh, different images, videos, and obviously this podcast as well. But it's just basically focusing on the next thing. Uh, really excited to be able to see that the 50th edition of the business show will be returning to UK in November so it's going to be a super big one even bigger than this one that we're doing right now we've got ideas that are just kind of crazy but I'm really excited to bring them to life so lots going on if you've missed this one you definitely don't want to be missing the next sounds amazing and last question to you I think you love your job don't you What, what what is it about this job that you love Do you know what? I I really do. And I know that sounds like really probably cliche and whatever to say it, but I absolutely do love my job. And it's just honestly the opportunities. You know, we're working with thousands of different businesses and connecting and meeting so many new people and providing this free platform that's fully accessible to people to be able to grow their business. You know, we're supporting the industry and, you know, the wider economy. And it's just a pleasure to be a part of that and be able to facilitate it. Absolutely wonderful. Holly, thank you for your time and thanks for coming on the show. It's been brilliant. No, thank you.
And I'm here now with Suki Waliwala. Uh, Suki, hello, nice to see you. Hello, thank you so very much. It's amazing to be here at the business show in 2023. You've got one of the busiest stands that I've seen today. Um, so tell me a bit about you, tell me a bit about what you do. So actually, just to give an example, we're actually the busiest stand here every year, nine years on the trot now. So uh, with humble request and uh, gratitude, we're an incubation organization, it's called the BBR Mastermind Group. And what we do is we educate entrepreneurs, startups, we've taken 1600 plus companies into existence and 40,000 mentees uh, as in members. We have an inspired university, which is education based, but we also have incubations such as business growth acceleration programs, people trying to get clear on the business idea. We help them refine that, we get them focused. But more importantly, it's actually backed by myself, who is kind of like I'm a seventh generation business person. For an entrepreneur, perhaps a entrepreneur who's thinking about starting a business, what one key bit of advice would you give that person? If somebody who's listening to this podcast is thinking about starting a business or has started a business and just kind of like lost their way a little bit, the most important thing is to remember in my Synergus methodology, which we train people, we show people that there is a method to the madness, which is 70% is actually mindset and getting yourself in the right space, right community, right organization and right support. 20% is, is core strategy, structure, steps, planning, and would you believe focused actions only 10% of your time. So we find that whenever we have people coming to us who they've tried the best, they've tried all of them, and they come to us last, and then they realize that they'll never need anybody else, they come to us, we refine their offering and get them very clear. Usually what happens is one of the biggest things that we find is that people are trying to serve a million different avatar clients. They want to be, oh, oh, we're a clothes factory. Oh, we do manufacturing, we do importing, we do this, we do this, all together. The moment you give me a second choice, you've split my prefrontal cortex. And my choice is, do I buy that or do I buy that? Instead of, shall I buy from you or not? Which should be the only choice that you should think about. So one of the key things we do through the incubations, through our actual masterminding and actual uh, mentoring, is we refine the client's offering, refine them internally, and get their call to action clean and tidy and put operational systems behind them so they can actually leverage and grow. So that is the number one fault. People are willing, people are putting money behind it. They're putting their hard earned money behind it. Maybe a loan, maybe they've remortgaged their homes. And I think everyone deserves to be successful with the business and that's our mission. Yeah, absolutely, I, I fully agree with that. Well, if anyone listening wants to find out more and, and contact you, what's the best way? If you go straight to sukiwahiwala.com, that's S-U-K-H-I, W-A-H-I-W-A-L-A. -A -A. Right at the top, there's a mentor me button. You click the button, it'll come straight to my mobile phone. And within 48 hours, you'll be on a phone call with me, I'm sure. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you for your time today. And it's been, it's been great to meet you. And thanks for all uh, you've shared. Thank you. And I'm now here with Anna Wood uh, from the Startups Magazine. Anna, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really enjoying the show. How, how's the show been, been for you? It's been so busy, but it's been so good. I spoke to so many people, a huge array of people. Um, been getting the word about, about the magazine, and it's just been really great and busy. And I've gone to some talks, so it's been really well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really is buzzing today. So tell us a little bit about yourself 
and also the magazine that you run. Of course. So I'm the deputy editor of Startups magazine. I write original content, do a podcast for the magazine, go to events like the business show where I meet new people to feature in the magazine. And when it comes to our magazine itself, our motto is championing tech startups. We basically want to be the go-to guide for any startup to go to and find all the support they need. And is it primarily focused on UK startups or do you have an international flavour as well? We focus on startups from all over the world because that's the nature of startups, isn't it? Anyone can be doing any great thing anywhere in the world right now and that's really the exciting part of working with startups. I noticed that on your stand you've got the Startup Survival Guide and here it says 10 steps from maker to market. Can you tell us about that? Yes, of course. So the Survival Guide is something we release once every two years where, as you said, it's basically 10 steps on how to get from an idea all the way on how to get to market and the kind of support you need to find to really succeed as a startup. So we get industry leaders talking about what it is they do, how, say, if you're going to prototype, it'll say all you need to know about prototyping, the routes you can take to get to market. So really, it's a comprehensive guide. So anyone who wants to start a business can pick it up and by the end of it have a solid idea to know where they can go with it. And where is it possible to get that? Obviously, if you're here in the show, I've got my copy, looks amazing. Uh, but for people not here, what's the best way to get hold of that? The best way to get hold of that is get in touch with someone at the magazine. You can find us at startupsmagazine.co.uk and on that it has all of our email addresses and you can just send an email to any one of us and we can get it sent out for you. Great, that's wonderful. So as a person who's been involved in startup businesses for a long time, what would you say was a couple of really important pieces of advice that you would give for startup founders, especially here in the UK? I think the biggest piece of advice and something I hear from a lot of startup founders is that they shouldn't ignore their mental health and well-being. A lot of them say as soon as you start abandoning that and starting to get rid of that work-life balance is where your business can start suffering because you're not working at your 100%. You're starting to work at maybe 40% maximum. And at that point, your business is suffering because you're suffering. And then that's really how it can start going downhill. So really, by looking after yourself, you're looking after your entire business and really making it as successful as it can be. That's fantastic advice, I mean, to look after yourself. That's one of the last things that most founders think about because they've got so many other things to do. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you, Anna, and uh, wish you all the best with the magazine, of course. And I'll be grabbing my copy of uh, The Survival Guide. It looks great. And, um, and have a great show. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for speaking to me today. It's been amazing. I'm now here with Craig from the Global Britain Trade Expo stand here at the show. Hello, Craig. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well indeed. So, so tell me about yourself and introduce what you do. I'm here to promote Global Britain Trade Expo which is an event taking place in London on May 9th, uh, 2024, uh, at the QE2 Centre in Westminster. And it's a high-level um, networking business event, 700 UK delegates and businesses looking to do business internationally, and 300 delegates invited with our embassy partners from the UK uh, to meet with those British businesses. What are the key principles that British companies should be thinking about if they wish to, for example, go to the US? 
I think firstly, just to make a, a, a wider point, if I may, I think the principles are very much dependent on which market British businesses are looking to um, expand into and go into. Certainly with the, with the US, I think the thing to keep in mind is there's a lot of support there for British businesses wanting to go to the US. And I think they need to forget some of their preconceived ideas that it's going to be really expensive. It's going to be um, logistically tricky. It, it's a market that's maybe too big for them at the moment. And I think the, the, the key principle is to remember that it is attainable and it is a market that there's, there's a lot of opportunity in. Um, I think it's about connecting with the right people early on. It's about uh, connecting with um, the right consultants, suppliers, but also doing research. I think that's the key thing. And having an understanding and not underestimating regulation, procedures, and um, you, you know, having a really good understanding of what's required. And as I said, building a network to be able to achieve that. One of the markets you're looking at, I believe, is China. Can you just share with us uh, what's it like for British companies to move to China? We started our event eight years ago, and it was at the time when David Cameron was presenting the China-UK relationship as a golden opportunity. And certainly, um, off the back of that, there was a huge level of interest from British businesses, but also the Chinese willing to engage with Britain in a way that we hadn't really seen before. To my knowledge, that's, that's continued. As we see some of the political upheaval or issues, businesses just get, a, get on with it. You know, business is still happening between China and the UK, and it's still a potentially a very good market for British businesses. Once again, it, I, I think it's about understanding that market, having a, um, the right partners in place to help you achieve success in China. But also, um, unlike the US, I would say this is a big market and it can easily be underestimated. There's so many of our business, uh, business partners or exhibitors or delegates who've gone to do business in China, and it hasn't quite worked out because they didn't have everything in place. You know, understanding regulation, licensing, it is quite unpredictable. You know, things can be taken away very quickly. So all of those things and having, you know, the right people in place is the key to success in China. So my last question is, if people want to uh, find out more about the, uh, the Global Britain Trade Expo in, uh, in May of Next year, 2024, what's the best way for people to go about doing that? The best way would be to access the website, uh, globalbritaintradeexpo.com. There's lots of information there about the program. Sir Vince Cable is our keynote speaker, so all of that information's on there if you want to download the program. And also ways to sign up as a, as a delegate or even watch virtually. As I said, we're collaborating with lots of other countries, lots of other embassies. And so we're hoping for quite a substantial audience and viewers from the US. So th there's ways of watching virtually. Right, oh, that's very interesting. Okay, great. Well, look, Craig, it's been wonderful to meet you. Good luck for the rest of the show, and uh, thank you for your time. I've enjoyed meeting you. Thank you. And now I'm uh, with Brian Horsborough, who's the uh, Senior Sales Director for Small Business in the UK for Dell, Dell Technologies. Brian, how are you? Very well, how are you? Yeah, really enjoying the show. How's the, uh, how's the whole event been for you guys? It's been fantastic. We've obviously got a relatively good stand on the go a relatively it's an amazing stand it's a huge stand guys yeah amazing stand uh, I, was, I was playing it down the stand's just incredible the the team have done fantastic and one of the big advantages to people that are coming along to the business shows we, we've actually set up a, a speed networking area for the best part of 30 40 people to come along and the amount of interest the sign up pre-show has just been off the chart and the value that we hopefully are bringing to the show is allowing companies to come on stand and actually get to know each other, share best practice. Uh, in terms of accelerators and actually giving advice to, to first-time founders and, and, and young entrepreneurs, what would you offer them? What we'd like to do is try and kind of, you know, 
and, and particularly the Dell Startup Programme itself is how can we share that best practice, you know, whether it's responsibility in terms of the technology that they're trying to achieve or the outcomes that they're trying to achieve, but equally, you know, architectural um, references, making sure that people have got a blueprint of what they're trying to achieve in the long run to take out the risk. Like, small businesses are looking for technology to add growth, yes, but they're also looking for to add resilience, and, and we want to make sure that the technology and the solutions, we can help them support in the choices that they make. Yeah, I mean, Brian, you're absolutely right. You know, risk mitigation for any uh, for any company, especially small company, is really critical, isn't it? And it's great that you uh, you you help with that. Can you share your thoughts for next year? We're almost at 2024. What are some of your aspirations, hopes, and maybe some maybe some concerns about 2024 as well? In 2024, more companies will start spending more money on innovation than ever before. So 50% of their technology budget will go on innovation, whether that's innovation products or services, engagement or technology in, in, the, in their own, own right. And the reason being is that we are going to see a fundamental shift on how technology is consumed as you go forward. So spending the budget on keeping the lights on is going to be one of the main fundamental changes. So it will go very much from how do you keep the lights on to how do you push the company's boundaries to automate, to transform in a digital stance. And I think that, that if we look at 2024, that'll be the main changes we probably see going through the, the next few years. There's a big transformation coming. I totally agree. Uh, and uh, in terms of Dell embracing artificial intelligence, AI, you know, it's clearly there's huge amounts of uh, innovation going on there. What What's uh, Dell's view of, about that technology and how are you embracing it? AI is going to be a, a change within every organization and it's how you embrace AI to make sure that I go back to the, the comments made. This is about automating, it's about realigning the resources where you have them at the moment to, to help grow your, your business. I was with a company last week and they articulated it really well. Uh, they're looking at AI not to actually add productivity but they're using AI to increase the quality of the solutions and, and what they, they offer. So again, the outlook is in the, the eye of the beholder, but, but I think every single organization will utilize AI services in one way or another, and AI's not new. I mean, it's it's been around in one form or another, and it is just another form of, of automation. And, and and so from that perspective, we, you know, we're embracing AI as a technology, and our services, the product, there is probably no better time to work in technology because you know AI is genuinely going to be one of the the founding changes within uh, our generation and I, I and can only see some of the positives on it. Yeah, I fully agree. And do you think it's uh, there's some dangers there as well? Are you slightly concerned about some of the uh, potential downside as well? I think downside is, is potentially kind of the, the wrong word. Is there, there will need to be some level of governance and, and, and cadence that, 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 you know, individual countries will need to look at and, and they will be looked at. In terms of downside for companies and organisations, I honestly can't see any downside um, to organisations taking AI in. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur in a, in a, in a small business in, in this sector, the landscape looks even more because it's going to give you more agility to do more with far less. So from a, a small business perspective, it's all upside. It's, it's agility, it's, it's giving you the opportunity to go drive your organisation. Well said, I actually agree with that. Uh, Brian, well, it's been a pleasure meeting you. If, if anyone listening wants to get in touch with you or, or obviously the Dell startup community as well, what's the best way for people to get in touch? 
So if you go on the website and um, you type in Delphor Startup, you will see you'll get taken to an individual page where customers can log in. We'll reach out directly to you. We'll talk you through the program. We'll give you some of the advice on what the next steps look like and what type of opportunities, offers that the program will offer. But the main thing, uh, the main thing is, is just building up that relationship early doors and, and trying to, to help you secure whatever you require. Fantastic. Well, Brian, it's been brilliant meeting you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, I'm now here with Caresta from GSLI. Uh, Caresta, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. I am a business operations manager for the company, and our company pretty much just helps companies looking to expand into the United States by providing them free services. We're funded by the economic development entities, and so we are able to find you a good location and kind of uh, streamline your process. So what brings you here today to this particular show? Well, we're just looking for companies that want to expand into the USA. You know, this is a show with everybody from all over the world, and so we just want to help bring jobs to the to our economy. And how's the show experience been for you today? It's been really busy. So far, we've had a lot of foot traffic, a lot of potential, so a few leads that are going to, you know, be ready for us and a few down the line. So we're definitely seeing a lot more traffic than we have at, at trade shows in the past year or so since, you know, everything reopened from the pandemic. What's the key advice for founders of, st- of startup businesses who want to expand to the U.S.? What, what, what are some of the challenges and how best to overcome those challenges? Well, the key advice is going to be get with GSLI so we can expedite your, your process. But honestly, Absolutely. You just, you know, you really have to just find the economic development corporations in those communities because they can assist you with all of the things that you need in order to get the business started. Workforce, you know, tax solutions, they can even help you get in contact with visas, all of the different things. So the economic development corporations are where you want to go for wherever it is that you want to set up your business. And if people want to contact you because they're they're listening to the show and getting excited about moving to the U.S., where should they go? They should go to our website. Uh, we do have uh, information on projects there, and it's www.gslisolutions.com. Fantastic. And I can see that you've uh, you've brought your CEO with you as well from the US, uh, and his name is Eric. So, Eric, hello. Uh, nice to meet you. Great to meet you also. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm just speaking with Caresta. Uh, what brings you to the UK specifically, and why are you here today? Yeah, so I started Global Site Location Industries 30 years ago, and you would think after 30 years people would know you, but I thought this was an amazing opportunity to really get overseas and educate companies about our free services that can help them expand or relocate and be successful in the United States. That's fantastic. A lot of our listeners are British founders wishing to go to the U.S., and indeed the other way around. Do you help U.S. companies come over here as well? Absolutely. Um Most of the companies that we work with are looking for foreign direct investment into the U.S., but a lot of our U.S. companies uh, and cities work with companies based here looking internationally. So those sister city relationships are critical. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you for your time today, Eric and Caresta. Thank you both and enjoy the rest of the show. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And now I'm with Kelly from the Bagler Law Firm. Kelly, how are you? 
I'm fantastic. So Kelly, tell me a bit about you and tell me about your firm that you started. I am the queen of business law. I can see that. Thank you very much. Yes, I have been practicing for 20 years. Our law firm is 20 years old and we help international businesses and brands operate and break into the US market. Do you see a lot of companies from the UK wanting to go to the US? Absolutely. There's been quite a a, a huge rush, to tell you the truth, of UK companies wanting to do business in the USA. The USA has the world's largest economy. And the beauty part about the USA consumer is that we are a melting pot over there. So there's always a focus group. There's always a target market for any product or brand. And especially once they move to the USA and they actually operate as a USA business, Americans love to buy from American businesses. So we are based in beautiful San Diego, California, and uh, we, we can incorporate any of our clients in any of the 50 states. However, there are only about five business-friendly states that we always recommend to our clients because our job number one is to make sure that our clients are protected and their personal assets are protected too. But we have been doing this for 20 years. I absolutely love what I do. What are the five states? We've got Delaware, Nevada, Texas, Arizona, and Florida. Which is your favorite? Delaware, absolutely Delaware. Fantastic. And uh, um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way of, of contacting you? I am literally everywhere. The best way is Google us, baglerlaw.com. You can always, always find us and contact us through our website. And even just Google me, Kelly Bagler, and you'll know I've done a thing or two. And uh, lastly, what's your primary advice to founders who are looking to move to the US? what's What's the biggest tip you can give them? The biggest, biggest tip that I can give any of the international businesses moving to the USA is do not open a branch office and do not have your parent company directly do business in the USA. Why? The USA is a very happy, it's a so happy country and rightfully so. So what we do is we actually make sure that we set you up properly from a legal standpoint and you would operate through your US entity just to make sure that we're keeping the parent company protected. Well, that sounds like wonderful advice. So thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of your day here at the show. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And I'm now here with Simon. Hello, Simon. How are you enjoying the show? Yes, great. Thanks. So tell me who you are and what is it you do? Well, I help people believe in themselves. I have a platform called helpbank.com, which is helping people help people where you can get help for free. And also, if you want to help people, you can go there and get rewarded for helping people. And I have a large social media following where I basically encourage people to help each other. That's fantastic. I mean, you had such an amazing influence over the people in the show. And there's a queue of people behind me who are desperate to speak to you. Uh, What's the secret of your success? Well, I think in this day and age, being authentic, being yourself, I can't be anything else. Um, I think that's important. That's who I am. I think that resonates with people now, like on TikTok, all the very famous people don't do very well because they're too fake they're too structured i think my my success today is down to the fact that i'm just honest and straightforward and say how it is and i'm doing my best to make the world a better place and it's not a cheesy line it's what i'm doing every day yeah you you certainly are very authentic and i've just been listening to what you've been saying one of the things that struck me was your saying of a purpose the purpose of life is a life of purpose what does that mean to you well i think it means that 
in this world where we've been taught this concept of give and take as if it's normal to I help you and you help me we've kind of forgotten that's not actually how it's meant to be we're in tribes of 5,000 in the past we used to help someone without any expectation of anything in return just because it made our tribe happier and I think we need to get back to it we need to get back to just helping someone because we can not because we're paid or there's a reward or there's a benefit just because we can and I think that's that's what I'm getting at I'm like purpose of life is a life of purpose and it is literally as simple as you help someone you'll be happier fantastic and uh, and how's the show been for you today what sort of experience have you had today at the show as a business show you expect it to be boring to be honest in a very clinical but there's a lot of emotion here a lot of learning here a lot of good people here a lot of good energy a lot of businesses doing good and i think that's uh, it's nice to see and in terms of advice for business leaders business owners what will your key advice be to them better build a personal brand in a business today, people want to know who's behind it. They want to know the ethics. They want to know the, the rules. And you can't operate uh, behind a, a curtain anymore. And if you're an owner of a business or a CEO of a business, you better have a front end where people can actually find out what you're really about. Otherwise, you won't get stuff. No one wants to work for someone that doesn't have a purpose or a clear mission. And you won't get customers in the long term either because people want to know where their money's going now. And how best to do that, Simon? What, what, what are some of the tactics of, of doing that for real? Well, I think sometimes it's at first perhaps deciding what value you can bring to the world as a person or as a company. And, you know, if you can make people laugh, go and make people laugh. If you can bring knowledge to your community, then do it. I think putting yourself out there, even if you get hate for helping, which is a weird phenomenon, people do get help, hate for helping. But I think if you put yourself out there, make the effort, you'll win. And that's how you have to do it. I think you put yourself out there, help, and, and eventually you'll sleep better at night. And that's great advice. If there's uh, a way in which people can contact you, if uh, people listen to this show, want to get in touch, what's the best way? Well, every day I'm on helpbank.com answering questions and helping people as part of that community. I also am on social media, every channel, at Simon Squibb. And I've only just recently had my Facebook account hacked, so don't go there, but I'm on every other channel. Okay, we'll remember that. Simon, thanks for asking for your time, and we'll let you get back to your, uh, your adoring crowd. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. And you too. Thank you. So that's it from me at the show, and that's it for the whole of season two as well. Shelley and I wish you happy holidays, have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year, and don't forget to join us in January of 2024 for the start of season three, when we'll have plenty more amazing guests from both sides of the pond. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Startup Sensations. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. Follow us on the Startup Sensations podcast LinkedIn page and watch video highlights on our YouTube channel. Get in touch with us. Email hello at startupsensations.com. The Startup Sensations podcast.